Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Radloff Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Covey. Wiggins the screen for Curry. Ball to Draymond. Curry still running. Catches. Fires. And doesn't get it. Rebound dunked home by Wiggins. Flashed right down the lane and slammed it down with two hands. And Golden State now trailing by two. Andrew Wiggins' return game, 18 first-half points for Wiggs. He finished with 27, but the Warriors, uh, they lose to Minnesota to tip off this four-game road trip, 126 to 114. Warriors actually jumped out to a 14-7 lead in this ballgame, Covey. Looked like they had the energy at least initially, but it was all Minnesota for the rest of the first quarter. Dubs actually wound up trailing 35-25 at the end of the first, a 28-11 run for the Timberwolves. It was kind of an uphill climb, it felt like, all night for the Warriors, and they wind up losing this basketball game. They get kind of run out a little bit in the fourth quarter, 37-23, to uh, and the Warriors look gassed right now. It, it kind of yeah. looked that way on Tuesday night. Uh, I, I looked like a team that was fighting initially. Minnesota took it to them, and it looked like the Timberwolves just had a more spry, energetic, uh, youthful squad. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like, J.D. And, you know, the Warriors had their, their stretches tonight, right? They made their pushes, but they were in chase mode basically all night. And Minnesota had the answer. There was a couple chances for the Warriors to, to take the lead. They didn't do it. And, you know, I, I know it, things got tight in the fourth quarter, uh, but they made more shots, Minnesota did. And it was the offensive rebounding. And that's where the, the energy level really was apparent to me, the difference between these two teams. Minnesota getting healthy. They're young, and they're playing their best basketball basketball the season here in the latter stages the Warriors it's been a, a war of attrition for them this year they finally got over 500 again uh, with that win on Sunday but I you know you and I talked about this on the pregame JD this was a this was kind of a red flag game for me I thought the Warriors would have a hard time in this game and they got worked on the glass tonight I mean Carl Anthony Towns and company they just took care of business Anthony Edwards he's the real deal so um, bench scoring I thought was a big deal in this game tonight as well and um, Minnesota was just a better basketball team 
888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up with J.D. and Covey here on 95.7 The Game. So the Timberwolves drop the Warriors now to 31-32. and 32. Nine games to go for the Dubs, three on the road, and the Warriors lose ground uh, on San Antonio tonight. They lose ground on Memphis tonight, half game each. So the Warriors now a, a full game back of both the Spurs and the Grizzlies at the close of business. They also uh, lose a half game on Portland, uh, now three and a half back of seventh. So the seventh seed is is all but uh, all but out of reach at this point uh, with the loss tonight. Four in the loss column, the Warriors trail. They don't have the tiebreaker, which means they have to make up five games in the last nine. So uh, seven is pretty much off the table. Six was off the table uh, with the loss to the Mavericks on Tuesday night. And at this point, uh, Covey, you got to almost keep an eye on what the Pelicans are doing. They're up big in the fourth quarter in Oklahoma City. Uh, so they would pull within three of the Warriors. And at this point, look, eight and nine are still on the table. Uh, but the Pelicans, with three head-to-head matchups remaining against the Warriors, you know, if they can get that within two or three, they've still technically got a shot. And the Warriors are going to have to make sure they handle business uh, especially in those first two games, which are going to be a back-to-back set uh, in New Orleans on, on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but at this point, uh, the, the Warriors just feel like a team that, that looks suddenly after these last three games, really, surviving against the Kings, getting blown out on Tuesday in this ball game tonight. Like They're just searching for some oxygen right now. because They, they, just, they just look like a, a gassed basketball team to me. Yeah, and those games in New Orleans, the Pelicans are going to be looking at that as their playoffs, right? It's their that's going to be their play-in tournament to try and get into the play-in tournament to try and yeah to try and get into the playoffs. Like that's what they've got on the line. So um, th- these games they're they're coming quick for the Dubs, and you know nobody's going to be throwing any pity parties for them right now. I mean, let's face it, the Warriors had their chances to win this game tonight. Uh, I you know they just weren't able to do enough defensively. I mean, you know the the T Wolves twenty of forty one from downtown. I mean the Warriors didn't get out and contest shots and it it, to me the effort level was was there tonight I just think they they tried to dig down deep to find it there was just nothing there tonight like yeah the the game against Dallas the other night they just they didn't show up they showed up tonight and, and in a lot of ways this is almost more discouraging because you felt like they actually did put forth the requisite effort tonight they just didn't have enough and you know let's face it you know Minnesota I know they're playing better lately but Minnesota is quite literally one of the worst teams that the NBA has to offer by and large. And, you know, the fact that, you know, even if you show up and and play hard, you're still not good enough to beat this team right now. Like, they need some reinforcements. Um, Certainly, no Kelly Oubre tonight. I thought really hurt. I was concerned when I heard he wasn't going to play because Kelly Oubre, that's one of the things he does. He pesters shooters out beyond the arc. He's a great on-ball defender. So uh, they they really missed his presence tonight. And, uh, you know, look, you give Minnesota credit, they're they're playing good basketball right now. Uh, But I think this is a troubling trend for the Warriors. They could be leaking some oil at the worst possible time. Yeah, and Minnesota's won four in a row, five of six and, and six of eight. They beat Utah a couple of times, and, and they are playing better basketball. And, and I'm with you. I think the effort I think the effort was there, and I think you said it perfectly. They, they, were, they were digging, and they just didn't have it. Uh, you know, failure to box out, I think, tonight, uh, a huge cool. aspect of this game. Uh, you look at, at the extra field goal attempts, nine extra field goal attempts, in this ball game for the Timberwolves, an advantage on the offensive glass of 16 to four for the Timberwolves in this one. They out rebound the Warriors overall, 57 to 34 tonight. 
uh, and Minnesota did hit the 23s, which you mentioned. Uh, and, and it was that kind of the, one of those nights where, where guys that don't typically make a lot of three-pointers did uh, make three-pointers. Ricky Rubio going for 26 <laughs> is something you probably don't uh, account for. Uh, but they, they left him open, and, and he made him pay. Yeah, and, and that's the deal. I mean, it's the classic Mark Jackson. It's a make-or-miss league. And, you know, I, I'm just, was, I was curious. I was looking over Ricky Rubio's box score. Uh, you, you go back to early in the year. He played the entire month of January, no double figures. His, his, he only had one game in double figures until the middle of February. Uh, I, I mean, the guy just does This was That was a season high for him, the 26. Uh, you know, typically he's not going to shoot like that. That was only the second time all year he's even gotten into the 20s. He's more of a traditional facilitating point guard. We know that about Ricky Rubio, but he knocked down five of his threes tonight. In essence, I don't have a problem with that game plan. I mean, he was the guy you want taking a bunch of threes. Even Carl Anthony Towns, for that matter, you know, took seven threes tonight. He made three of them. Uh, Ernan Gomez, we know he can shoot a little bit. He knocked his down tonight. So, you know, when, when they're going to hit 50% of their threes or right on that number, uh, that team's going to be tough to beat unless you do the same for the Warriors. And it's not like the Warriors had a bad night shooting threes. I mean, they made 15 to 38, but, you know, the 23s for uh, for Minnesota to 15 for the Dubs, that's a huge difference there, obviously. Uh, that's a, a, you know, a, a, what, a 15-point swing there. You mentioned the offensive glass, the rebounding in general, the second-chance points. And it's all the little things, too. Warriors trying to get out and, and bother three-point shooters. Lack of energy, can't do that. Boxing guys out, lack of energy, can't do that. Fighting for rebounds and loose balls. How many times did Minnesota just keep balls alive with little tips, uh, and eventually they would get the rebound or have a second-chance opportunity? So it was just those, you know, this game was kind of decided in the margins for me, J.D., and I know Steph had that, that really incredible run to end the third quarter, but, you know, for, for Steph's standards, it's funny, on a night where he scores 37 points, you're like, even Steph wasn't totally at his best. I mean, 6 of 17 from three-point range. So, unfortunately for Steph, if he's going to go 11 to 27 right now, unfortunately this team's probably going to lose most games where that's the case, as shorthanded as they are right now, and, and that certainly happened tonight. Yeah, and you look at Kent Bazemore comes back, but you wind up losing Kelly Oubre, and you don't have Damian Lee still, and it's basically it's eight tonight. Like, it had been essentially eight for a while, but it, it it basically you know it was eight tonight uh, for the Dubs and it's just it's just not enough to be perfectly honest. I mean you look at at Jordan Poole and and, and Michael Mulder who has to step up and, and play more minutes obviously with no Ubre and Damian Lee and I think what we're seeing here over these last couple of games is how much the run that the Warriors were on previously, it, 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 it took out of the players that had to play the bulk of these minutes. I mean, I think as time has gone on here, the rotation has, has forcibly been shortened. I think the Warriors thought they were kind of building towards something, right? Like, okay, uh, you know, Lee and Bazemore were playing well. Oubre found his game coming off the bench, but then you lose, then you lose Lee and Bazemore. Uh, you know, Michael Mulder uh, you know, had, goes into the starting lineup. He kind of does his thing. And then you lose Ubre again. So I think at this point, the Warriors probably thought that they were going to be able to roll at least 10 deep uh, between now and the end of the season. And they just haven't had it. And it's, it's made them vulnerable now against uh, even the teams that, that are beneath them uh, in the standings. And, you know, they've run into a couple of teams this week talking about the Timberwolves and the Kings, young teams that aren't good teams but still have some talent. And, and, and those two teams in particular in the West have, have skilled, 
talent, like guys that can score, guys that can put the ball in the basket, guys that can shoot it. And on nights where you're just a little bit off your game, they they can really make you pay if they're hot. Yeah, and I mean, as many high picks as Minnesota's had over the years, uh, and all the deals that they've swung, they've they've got obviously a, a lot of high lottery picks on their team. Towns, Russell, obviously got the number one pick in Edwards. Uh, so you know, you would think at some point this this team would kind of start putting it together. And you know, they made the coaching change, and I still think they're a ways away, but they can be dangerous. And you know, a lot of times, it timing's a big factor. It's not. Who you play, it's when you play them. And look, let's face it, this is a tough time for the Warriors to be facing Minnesota, and this is a great time for Minnesota to be facing the Warriors, right? I mean, Warriors are you know a little beat down right now, a little road-weary, and you know I, I know they've been playing a little bit at home, but just in general, I mean, they're shorthanded. They're gassed, and I, I still was okay with the effort because I didn't think it was a lack of, of competitive spirit. It was literally a lack of stamina tonight, and look, that's not going to go away tonight. Like, these guys all played a ton of minutes tonight, and, you know, rightfully so. They went after this game. Curry plays 37. Wiggy played 38. Draymond was a little foul trouble, but he ends up playing 36. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of options right now. And, you know, unfortunately, a guy like Jordan Poole is not giving them anything. I mean, Jordan Poole was a minus 18 in 16 minutes tonight. Jordan Poole was awful again. And that's a problem for the Warriors because when you're rolling eight men deep, I mean, they, you know, w still no uh, no Pascal and can't have Mannion and Smiley Geach playing minutes out there and obviously Oubre being out and Damian Lee being out, they're, they're, they're stretched, no question. And it's not going away anytime soon. You hope that some reinforcements can get back in there. Hopefully you can get Oubre and Damian Lee back pretty quick here. And I don't, I don't know what the deal with Pascal is. I mean, this is just, you know, stretching on. Who knows if we're even going to see him again this year. So um, this is going to be how it goes for this team for the rest of the season, just how much can Curry carry him and how much defensive effort can they drum up on a nightly basis. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors lose to the Timberwolves, 126-114. to we'll, we'll go ahead and pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Uh, again, time for your phone calls as we react to this one. Warriors dip back below under 500 uh, at 31 and 32. Just nine games to go for Golden State. Uh, and they look like a team that uh, needs a little bit of a mini reset here over the course of the next couple of days. Still a favorable schedule ahead, uh, but the Warriors uh, in a position where it's got to be go time. Steve Kerr said that before the ball game, and then they come out and they lose to the team that's currently 14th in the Western Conference. Uh, Warriors not uh, able to get the job done tonight. We'll discuss it all uh, in more detail coming up next right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson. And Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Timberwolves beat the Warriors 126 to 114. Warriors now 31 and 32. Nine games to go. They are still 10th in the Western Conference, so they have the final play-in slot. Uh, still trailing both San Antonio and Memphis now by full games uh, for the 8th and ninth spots, respectively. Dubs next in action on Saturday in Houston. Let's get to Eric in Milbrae. Eric, you're up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Eric? Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, I thought uh, things would get a lot better uh, after coming off that uh, loss at home to the Mavs, but apparently not. I understand you can make all the excuses. You know, they're, they're short right now, but still, that team out there should be able to beat a Timberwolves team who's really nothing to play for outside of the lottery pick. So I think that team should be 114 points should be good enough to beat these bomb defeaters like Minnesota. I don't want to hear about the roster, who's thin, they're worn out. Then's the breaks. At this point in time, a lot of teams are suffering injuries shorthanded. you got to go out there and perform. These are teams that should be layups for the Warriors, and right now they're not getting it done in – Steve Kerr, man, he's, I love Steve Kerr, but you've got to get these guys focused and motivated. Your, your playoff asses are on the line, and it seems like they're, they're starting to sputter at the wrong time of the season. And you're, you're not, it's not like you're playing these difficult teams. So if they lose to the Rockies it's, uh, Saturday night, then there's going to be a, should be full major uh, meltdown mode because the uh, Pelicans are coming on strong here. Luckily, you're only one game behind Memphis. I'm still going to hold on to – they're going to at least get that, that eight seed with the six games at home. But uh, they're making me nervous right now, fellas. And that bench for Minnesota is a bunch of random guys lighting you up. So nothing going right. I expect them to get right on Saturday. If you can't beat the Rockets team that's playing for the number one pick, then I'm going to really be nervous because you're playing uh, the Pelicans head-to-head a couple times. They can start catching you even though they're three games behind. Uh, I don't know, fellas. I'm, I'm starting to get a little nervous about them down the stretch here. This is, this is crunch time. They should get it done in these final ten games. Better get started right, Saturday. Pre- Thanks for the time. Yeah, appreciate the call, Eric. It's got to start Saturday. The interesting thing about the, the bench, uh, you look at the Warriors bench tonight. Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Michael Mulder. Uh, the, the Timberwolves bench, D'Angelo Russell, 
uh, Wancho hurt on Gomez, Nas Reed. Uh, you know, you look at Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, you could make a case the Timberwolves have the better bench just based on D'Angelo Russell alone. Nas Reed's a nice play. Like Nas Reed, the Warriors would love to have Nas Reed coming off their bench right now, uh, making three pointers uh, as, as a big. It's not even a question. If, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Like, that's all you have to say, and then keep it moving. I know D'Angelo Russell didn't have the greatest tenure as a Golden State Warrior, but my man could score. Uh, he didn't have a great night tonight, but, hey, their bench dropped 50 the other night uh, in their win against Sac. So, no, it's the, the Warriors' bench right now is is, is thin and, and not deep and not talented and not scoring. So it's, it's a, a big problem right now. It's th- I mean, they played three guys, and, you know, Jordan Poole was in the G League two months ago. Okay, Juan Toscano Anderson is Juan Toscano Anderson, who's got it's a great story, but I mean this guy wasn't in the league at the beginning of last year either. And Michael Mulder is, you know, coming into this year a fringe NBA player. Now they've all had roles and they've all done things for the Warriors at different times, and they're all in their own right nice stories, but we're we're not exactly talking about you know, guys that are six, seven, eight uh, on a roster during, you know, w- with normal circumstances here. Look, right now, the Golden State Warriors, the way that this roster is drawn up, six, seven, eight, nine are guys like Wiseman, Ubre, Pascal, Damian Lee. Like, that's your six, seven, eight, nine grouping. And then uh, Mulder, JTA, Poole, that's. 9, 10, 11, right? Or 10, 11, 12. I'm not great with numbers right now. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they, these guys are just miscast right now. The Warriors are basically missing, you know, three, four pieces of their rotation. Like, that's that's a big deal. And sure, Steph Curry's out there. And so if you got Steph, you got a chance. You know, Andrew Wiggins had a terrific first half. Wasn't great in the second half. Thought Wiggins was going to score 18 points in the first half and finish the game with 17. I think he might be the only guy I thought that would be able to do that. Uh, he ended up being, uh, you know, what, 27, whatever he got. But I just, they're, they're not deep enough right now. And, and it really requires, like, if the Warriors were going to win tonight, Steph was going to need to score, like, 45 points straight up. And he he ended up with 37. He had a couple of good runs. But even by Steph's standards, it was on 27 shots. Steph had to take 27 shots tonight. Not that he can't do it. He's not, you know, willing to do it. But at some point, it's just asking him to do way too much. Yeah, he, he scored 37, but he shot 40%. So it wasn't efficient uh, in, in how he did it. And, you know, right. it was about 30 you know, a little over 33% from three-point range. Uh, so, it's yeah, it's a different it, – it's just a different ball game uh, for, for the Warriors in this one. Now, Steph did wrap up uh, a hell of an April, which we'll talk about here coming up. Uh, but first, let's get to Paulo. Paulo is up next uh, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Paulo. Hey, what's up with uh, Gary Payton second? Did they not sign him to another 10-day contract? They did not. Yeah, he practiced with the team yesterday, and uh, he did not go on the trip because his 10 days were up, and so the Warriors uh, declined to sign him. Now, they, they could still sign him at some point, but if they choose to sign him, it will be uh, it will have to be for the remainder of the season at that point. So he was he is no longer on the team as of right now. Oh, my God. He's the most scrappiest player they got, and that's what they need right now. Thanks, Paulo. Appreciate the call. They could have used an extra body tonight for sure, uh, but the timing is the timing, and the Warriors, uh, you know, at this point, uh, you'd have to make a cut if you were gonna, uh, you know, you, if you're gonna look. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna look to add, you got to sign him for the rest of the year, is is what I'm saying. And so you have to pay him for the rest of the year, and there's luxury tax on top of that that you'd have to pay for the rest of the year. So uh, they they made the decision to not go that route right now. Do we know what's going on with Eric Pascal? I mean, I'm not looking to Pascal to you know come yes. and be the savior, but could use a little help. 
Yes. Uh, the latest on Pascal, I think, from either Tuesday or yesterday was that, that he could be back toward the end of the trip. So uh, I think Houston Saturday actually at the earliest, although it sounds like New Orleans was more likely uh, one of the one of the New Orleans game, New Orleans games. So he was progressing to a point where uh, it, I mean, he is going to return at some point and they were sort of targeting the back end of the road trip. Yeah, you just you can't roll eight deep right now. And and because you have to think about it along these lines, too. You've got eight bodies, but you've got one guy in Kavon Looney who, let's face it, Kavon Looney. And, and I think Kavon Looney's been been playing really solid basketball. And, you know, it, it, but two rebounds tonight in 28 minutes for Kavon Looney. Like, that's just not going to cut it. Like, if Kavon Looney's down there in the block, they, and that's, I think, a, a product of him playing too much right now and starting to get a little bit worn down. He's not supposed to be playing 30 minutes, 28 minutes. Kavon Looney's supposed to be 15 to 18 minutes in a perfect world. And, and obviously, once James Wiseman went out, uh, that kind of went out the window. Hopefully, Pascal can come back and they can get a little bit of uh, a little bit of speed and energy going with that small ball lineup again, um, you know, provided that he can, he can get up to speed rather quickly. But, I mean, you know... S- 28 minutes for Kevon Looney tonight? Two rebounds? Like, really? Not not going to cut it. And then Draymond, who, you know, spending plenty of time at the five as well, or, you know, just playing in that front court, five rebounds in 36 minutes? So your two bigs tonight combined for seven rebounds in, what, 60, 66 minutes of action, 64 minutes action combined? That that You're not going to win a lot of basketball games when that happens. No, you're not. Let, let's hear from Steve Kerr because he addressed that in, in the postgame Zoom press conference. Uh, one of the big themes of this night, the Warriors get crushed on the glass. And here's what Steve Kerr had to say uh, about the Warriors uh, getting out-rebounded. Obviously, we're, we have a size disadvantage, but that doesn't account for the 16 offensive boards they had. I've, I thought at least seven or eight times we didn't box out. Somebody came in from the weak side. We didn't hit them, and uh, they got an extra possession out of it. And when that happens, it's almost impossible to win. They got nine more field goal attempts and nine more or eight more free throws. So basically about 13 extra possessions, you know, coming from mostly the uh, the rebounding differential. And you can't win that way. So not disappointed in the effort, but I'm disappointed in the lack of attention to detail in terms of rebounding the ball. Yeah, so interesting the way Steve Kerr kind of broke it down and, you know, failed box outs, just, you know, technique. And, and he went on in another answer to talk about how in the modern NBA, you know, guys don't box out, but it, you ba- it basically you just have to find somebody and just kind of just kind of get in front of them and let somebody else go get the rebound. Like it's not the true definition of a box out, but it's just but it is still put a body on a body and trying to account for somebody. And then you'll be in position to obviously get the rebound. And the Warriors didn't. I mean, they, they failed that task tonight. Yeah, and, and I think Steve is, is also mindful of the fact that this team is a little bit fatigued right now and, and you know, just kind of down. And so he kind of hedged at the end there because he was talking about boxing out and picking up a body. And then and then he did at the end say, I, I wasn't disappointed in the effort. It's like, well, what if guys aren't picking up bodies and boxing out, isn't that basically all effort? Yeah, I know some of it is attention to detail, but I think he realized – oh, wait, maybe tonight's not the night to crush these guys. Like, they're already feeling down. And, you know, the, the game the other night against the Mavericks, that was the game to crush them. Tonight, I was just like, 
ah, oh, man, like this, this ain't good, fellas, but, you know, lick your wounds and rest up and let's get back at it on Saturday because say what you want, like they, they still have everything to play for in these games. You know, you got to beat Houston on Saturday, period, point blank. And he knows, I mean, those three games against the Pelicans, taking two out of three, you're basically guaranteed to be a playoff team. Obviously, you take all three, it's a wrap. You only win one out of three of those games against the Pelicans. You could leave the door open. And if obviously, if you lose all three, the Pelicans are going to be right up in your mix. So, um, But beating Houston Saturday, a team that's clearly in tank mode, who, by the way, Houston did win big tonight against the Bucs. So, or they were up big. They were up last time I checked. But regardless, uh, yeah, they did. They ended up beating the Bucs at 143-136. Jeez. Uh, but that's still got to be a winnable game or a gettable game on Saturday for the Warriors. No doubt about that. Yeah, no Giannis in that one, but the but the but the Rockets got the win, and they haven't really been beating anybody uh, of late, uh, and some of that has been uh, by design, as you mentioned. But uh, they do get the win tonight uh, in Houston, so they'll be feeling a little bit more confident than than maybe they were uh, the last time that the Warriors uh, saw them uh, a couple of weeks ago. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let let's get to to who's hot and who's not. Sponsored by Exergen. Uh, who's hot? Uh, who's not? Uh, because accuracy matters here. Uh, and I wanted to to get Steph Curry in here uh, as far as who's hot uh, for his April. Uh, Steph Curry in April winds up ninety six for two hundred and six from three point range. So 96 for 200 and out uh, for 206, 46% from three-point range. Uh, he breaks the record for the most threes in a month. It was 82. Uh, he winds up with 96. We we're talking about could he get to 100? Didn't quite make it to 100, uh, but he did surpass the uh, old record, which was held by James Harden, uh, with. Uh, a 96 three-point output in the month of April. Just incredible stuff from Steph, and he shot 46% in doing it. Harden, uh, I think, shot 37% uh, in, in his month where he hit 82. So I'm going to give the nod to, to Steph for the entire month of April, which now comes to a close for him and the Warriors, uh, and another 37-point effort tonight. Just uh, incredible, incredible stuff uh, from, from number 30. Yeah, 37.3 points per game in the month, which is just stupendous. Uh, as you mentioned, 47.6% from three, 52.7% from the field. I mean, Steph literally doing it everything. And, and let's not forget, too, like he, he played through injury, right? I mean, he, he bumped the tailbone. He had the, the rump injury uh, for, you know, several weeks here and, and then had the ankle injury as well. So uh, there was a, a lot that Steph had to play through during this month and so it just makes the uh the production all the more incredible um and hey look you know it's funny he ends up with 96 for the month if he would have made 100 that means he would have hit 10 tonight 10 would have got the worst overtime tonight I know it's not really but you know what I'm saying uh, they, they end up losing by 12 so uh boy 100 would have been special but even 96 I don't think anybody's gonna be touching that anytime soon unless it is Steph or maybe Clay when he comes back next year yeah, absolutely, and and who's not? Uh, we'll give it to to Jordan Poole tonight, uh, and and just really more for the stretch. I mean, you mentioned the minus eighteen, uh, just fifteen minutes for Jordan Poole tonight. I, I I think you know for the Warriors to be as shorthanded as they were, 
uh, in this one and only play eight players to have Jordan Poole wind up playing the, the 15 minutes. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of an indicator right now that maybe Steve Kerr's losing a little bit of trust in him that, that he basically is getting, you know, a, a couple of little shifts per game right now when he could be obviously more useful considering the fact that they're so shorthanded. Yeah, and um, just look at the the production for for Jordan Poole or lack thereof. I mean, you had the the little nuggy nug that Steiny dropped on you um, as far as Poole shooting under fifty percent and what like every like eighteen of his last nineteen games, twenty of the last twenty one now if you count tonight twenty of the last twenty one. Yeah, there you go. And and look, you look at what he did in the month of, of March, and I understand, you know, he had to start some games in there when, when Steph was out, but 18 and a half points, and it was more of the production, you know, 40% from three, uh, 49% from the floor. This month, 10.7 points a game, 31.8% from three, 34.6% overall. So the numbers have dipped. And, I mean, you look at some of these shooting totals, uh, you know, Philly, one for seven, uh, Sack, one for five, Dallas, three of 14, tonight, two of six. Uh, he's just struggled, man. And, you know, if he's not scoring, like I said, J.D., he's really not helping because he's he doesn't facilitate the ball particularly well either. Um, it's almost like... Not only does he not know where he's supposed to be, it seems oftentimes, but he also doesn't really have a great awareness of where other people are as well. Like when to give up the rock, like, you know, run that give and go. Like there, it just seems to be really isocentric when Jordan pulls out there. And, you know, Steve Kerr's offense isn't predicated on hero ball in, in those YOLO shots where he'll just pull up and take shots with, you know, 19 seconds left on the shot clock. Like that's just so out of the flow of this offense. And, you know, when you're knocking down threes, okay, like, you know, you you live with it. But, I mean, tonight and, you know, really the last month for Poole, it's looked really disjointed. And, you know, look, maybe better days lie ahead for Jordan. I think, you know, he hasn't always been playing with, you know, top quality players around him. And, you know, I don't know that you can play him and Steph uh, for any pronounced amount of time, which that's a whole separate conversation as applies to his spot in the rotation next year. Um, but either way, they really need him to score right now. I mean, just if Jordan Poole could have done anything tonight scoring the basketball, uh, that would have been a huge lift for this team. But I feel like you're right. I mean, Steve Kerr, he would have loved to have been able to play Poole 25 minutes tonight, but I don't think he felt like he could. Let's hear a little bit from, from Stephen Curry uh, following this one. As the Warriors lose to the T-Wolves 126-114, to they get outscored 37-23 in the fourth quarter. Uh, and the Warriors now 31-32, and nine games to go on the season. Uh, let's hear from Steph on the uh, frustrated uh, frustration level following this one. It's frustrating. At the end of the day, you want to win basketball games. And we need to figure out what that is, practice film, put it together in games. Uh, we're not going to talk our way through it. So trying to give you as much as we can in terms of what's wrong. But at the end of the day, it's on us to figure that out if we want to make this season mean anything. Another one of those nights, and, and understandably so, and there's been a bunch of them this year, although not as many the last couple of weeks because the Warriors have won seven of their last ten coming into tonight. But uh, th this was one of those nights where Steph just it, – it seemed like it was – this one ticked him off, I think, pretty clearly that, that, that they weren't able to, to get a win against the Timberwolves because regardless of, you know, we can sit like we did on Warriors Live and say, hey, the Timberwolves have some talent and they're actually playing better of late and this is going to be a tougher game than maybe most people think. But Steph knows, uh, you know, if you're scanning around and you, and you look at the score and you see, oh, damn, the Warriors got beat in Minnesota tonight, you're thinking that's kind of a dog loss for them. Like, what what's going on there? I think Steph... 
knows that, and I think he's right. conscious of that. And I think, you know, when you lose and you play as poorly as they did and it kind of goes the way that it did where they were searching for something they didn't have, I, I think in some ways it's, it, it, it's even more deflating. Oh, no doubt. And sure, context matters around this. And, and look, no matter which way you slice it, it's a bad loss, okay? I, I understand that. I, you know, I, I saw Warriors fans on Twitter. We already took some calls. Like, I understand why Warriors fans are upset by this one. You can't go into Minnesota at this time of year and lose to the Timberwolves. And, and I can understand why Steph's pissed off about it. But, you know, you look at, at, at the, the reasons why, and, and I think, you know, we, we kind of felt like maybe this was – a strong possibility coming into the game. And I said in the pregame, I felt like Minnesota was going to win tonight. I hope that was wrong and don't trip. The good news is I usually am wrong with that kind of stuff, but this just felt like it was going to be a really tough game for the Warriors tonight based on all the factors at play coming in. And, um, you know, you give Minnesota credit. They executed, particularly down the stretch in crunch time. We've also seen that movie before, right, J.D., where, you know, it's a close basketball game, five minutes to go. It's winning time. And, uh, you know, they ended up pulling away. They had that, like, Globetrotter-esque pass where, uh, you know, it ends up for a three-pointer for Rubio to kind of put the thing on ice, put them up 10. Um, That's just kind of been the story of the Warriors this year where they've been in some close games in the fourth quarter, particularly on the road, too. And uh, they just they don't execute down the stretch, and they end up on the wrong side of it. Yeah, nice fourth quarter for Anthony Edwards uh, in this one and and a good game overall. Yeah, Yeah. he he wound up with 25 points, and, and he's played a lot better uh, since Chris Finch took over as a head coach. I, I know we, we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple of nights ago and, and on the final word from time to time. Minnesota really has been, like, like he's doing a nice job, <laughs> Chris Finch, coming over from Toronto midseason uh, off the uh, Nick Nurse staff and being able to, to kind of get this team playing with a little bit of an edge. But Anthony Edwards has been one of the guys that really ha- has, has looked the part more than he did initially. And I think part of that is, you know, growing into, you know, just getting more comfortable. And, and he, he had a big fourth quarter. Uh, here's, here's what uh, Steve Kerr had to say tonight. Uh, let's hear from the head coach about, about Rubio's game, but also Edwards. Rubio getting 26 obviously is, is, is a surprise. You know, he's not that kind of scorer, but he's obviously capable. And he had a great game tonight. So I give him really a lot of credit. Six assists, no turnovers. You know, his defense was great. So you know, Rubio had a hell of a game. And then Edwards really kind of took over the fourth. So more than anything, I, I give them credit. Um, but I told our team if, if we boxed out, we very easily could have won that game. Yeah, it all comes back to the box now, but I want to hone in on, <laughs> right. on the Edwards part because and, – and look, the Warriors – Edwards went number one. I think sometimes he kind of gets grouped in like, like <laughs> oh, man, Edwards. like what And, and sure, they're, they're, but the Warriors couldn't have drafted Edwards. He did go number one overall. So I think, you know, at some point there's a little bit of a tone like, oh, the, you know, the Warriors could have had that guy. Uh but he, he looks like he's going to be a player. I mean, all of those guys are going to be linked and compared to each other. There's no doubt. But, you know, he, he's just got a real good NBA body, and he's, he's strong, and, and he can get to the basket. He can score. Yeah, he, he's just so smooth in transition. He's powerful. And, you know, it, 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 he was a little raw, of course, coming in, as you would expect. A 19-year-old, not a lot of college experience. And last year was just such a crazy season in college basketball. Uh, but And then you go into a team like Minnesota where, you know, expectations aren't high. But he is the future. And, and the crazy thing is Towns is still young enough where, you know, they're still hoping that they can build around Towns and Edwards, right? And, and you know, D'Angelo Russell, we'll see. They basically brought him in there because he's Towns' boy. And, you know, they wanted to play together fine um but you know they even got uh russell coming off the 
bench right now. But, I mean, Edwards, he's the guy. He's the number one overall pick. And, sure, is he going to be LeBron James? Probably not. But, you know, if he can be a, a guy that can score in the, you know, low 20s on average, like if he can get that average the next year up to 22, 23 points per game, decent field goal percentage, he can shoot the three a little bit. He's certainly willing to shoot the three. Um, sky's the limit. I mean, he's the, he's the prototypical uh, powerful three, you know, just a modern-day wing. Every team's got to have a bunch of these guys. And sounds like Minnesota got themselves a good one. Yeah, no, they definitely did, and uh, obviously the Warriors have high expectations for what James Wiseman will be able to provide uh, moving forward, but uh, Anthony Edwards, is a, he's a good one. He, he's a good one already, and he's only going to get better, and I, I think he's going to be a big-time scorer in the NBA uh, for quite some time. So th that'll do it for us uh, as we'll uh, pause here, and we'll come back, and we'll get into the final word, special edition of the final word tonight is we're going to be – uh, going until 11 o'clock. There was this thing called the NFL Draft this evening. The uh, San Francisco 49ers were on the clock, and they made their selection at number three overall, and they took Trey Lance. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll let uh, the people react to that coming up here uh, at 888-957-9570. Brian Baldinger is going to join us at the top of the 9 o'clock hour as well. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. Uh, an extra hour, bonus hour of the final word here on, on NFL Draft Night. And that's all going to get uh, kicked off here coming up next. Uh, as we'll be back with Warriors Live on Saturday, the Dubs and the Rockets. As uh, that tip-off is at 4.30. So we'll be on at 3 o'clock uh, for Warriors Live on that one. But the final word is coming up next. Special NFL Draft edition right here on 95.7 The Game.